On today's episode of the Just Jazz podcast, we will be talking about the Jazz' recent five-game road trip, um, how the Jazz fared, how the rest of the NBA is faring in their games, talk about a little bit of um, Q next, buzzer beaten hot takes, high note, low note, and keeping up with Q. All right, Max, here we go. Left-hand dribble, hands off the memo for money. Yes! Cash it in the bank! Runs it to Burks, catch and shoot three, no. Rebound, oh my! I gotta see that over and over again. It's played by who? Mitchell. This is Just Jazz, your weekly podcast for Utah Jazz game analysis, news, rumors, predictions, undying love, and more. We're your hosts, Zach and Max. Back at it again. Uh, Really excited to talk about Utah Jazz, even though we just lost the Dallas Mavericks. All is well. Uh, Zach was just telling me it was a scheduled loss. Um, You can't really deny that. I mean, you never want to have a scheduled loss, but at the end of the five-game uh, road uh, five five game road trip five game road trip there we go at the end of a five game road trip on a back to back we're gonna be tired so uh, we have a lot to talk about we've got some good games some bad games uh, really excited to jump into it Zach let's start it off with a high note low note I feel like I always ask you first when I ask myself what's the high note I'm gonna go ahead and steal the easy one Boyan Bogdanovich going for 11 three-pointers in a game of franchise high. And he's like, I I wish I had the list in front of me. He's like one of like seven people ever to do it, uh, make 11 threes in a game. Um, Also, he's, I believe, the only player to make 11 threes without a two-pointer made in a game. Um, He shot very efficient, 11 of 18. Um, He scored 35 points. He had two free throws. Really, really impressive performance by Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, he finally got his cast off and just went berserk. It was awesome. Yeah, Bogey, Bogey's really struggled these last couple months um, with that finger injury. So to see him shoot 11, um, hit 11 threes, that's quite incredible. I saw one stat that said he, um, he had 26 direct touches and 21 of them he didn't dribble so like every time that this man touched the ball like it was a shot no dribble nothing but one thing that I found was really interesting about that is ESPN stats um here let me pull up this stat real quick from them um and it says Bojan Bogdanovich is the first player in NBA history to make 11 shots in a game, all of which are three-pointers. But the funniest thing about it is the picture that they posted to go along with this stat is Bogey driving to the rim. (laughs) The one time he drove to the basket. (laughs) Like, come on. You just said 
he made 11 shots and then you posted one of him driving to the rim. Um, no, but my high note uh, is Mike Conley against the Rockets. Uh, Mike Conley's had a rough couple um, couple of weeks. And, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been hard to watch. Tonight was another one of those games. But against the Rockets, um, you know, still he still struggled a little bit up until uh, eight seconds left in the game where he hit that clutch three and then just took over in overtime, finished with 14, or 15 and eight. Um, so shout out Mike Conley. You know, he's still, he's still got it, even though, you know, it has looked like these past couple weeks he's been in a very bad rut. Uh, you know, I was excited to see Conley come out and, and win us that game. Now, it's interesting you say that because my low note was going to be Mike Conley. Um, he, in my opinion, has been, and I texted you guys however many times, he, he's too small. That's, that's what's wrong. He's too small. Like how many times does he go to the basket and he gets swatted? How many times does he try to create a shot? Can't get the space. It's been really bad, especially the last like two months. Um, and he went minus 29, missed a game the last, you know, so far in March. I've been a bit concerned. Uh, I, I have to admit, like, you know, he had a, a pretty good game. He was able to put it together late for the, the against the Rockets. But I'm a bit concerned because we pay him a lot. We need to have him create shots for others, but also be able to score. And, he, like, every time he's going to the basket, he, he's just flicking it up and can barely get it over his defenders. I don't know. I, I'm hoping that he's maybe, you know, like you said, he's in a rhythm or he's in a rut. I'm hoping he finds some rhythm. He's able to get his game going because he's really struggled, um, especially against taller, uh, more athletic, stronger defenders. Um, and it seems like everyone's taller, more athletic, stronger than him just because he's so small. But yeah, Zach, what about your low note? My low note is Luka Doncic. I hate that man. Like him or James Harden, who's worse? No, right, right now it's it's Luca, right? James Harden hasn't done anything to me in the past five years. Like, uh, right now it's Luca. But one thing that was very interesting to me is like Luca. This game was acting like the whole game. He was acting like he owns Utah. Yeah, I, from the very beginning of the game, he was like gesturing and like talking trash, like at the, directly at the Jazz bench. I feel like I've never really noticed that from him. Like he complains a lot, but he was like going at it from the very get-go yeah so is this luca's fourth season yes okay so this is since luca's been in the league 2018 2019 dallas was one and three against the jazz 2019 2020 dallas was one and two against the jazz 2020-2021, he was 1-2 and two against the Jazz. And as of this point in the year, he is 1-2 and two against the Jazz. Like, Luca's acting like he's this, like, big shot that, like, owns the Jazz after a game like tonight. And I'm like, dude, you don't, like, you've never had a winning record against us, even in a single season, like, at no point in your career. And... And so, like, I think that's a very big thing. But one, uh, one thing that's really interesting to me, Donovan Mitchell, um, he mentioned this in his post-game uh, – his post-game um, – what's that called? Interview. 
uh, tonight. We're at a loss for words tonight, Zach. It's it's not very good. But uh, he said it's it's all about how we respond on the 27th. And the fact that he already knows, right, going into the post game, he already knows, hey, I played horribly. I did not, you know, in all honesty, this this game came down to our big three. Our big three did not show up. Donovan, 17 and nine, but five of 19 from the floor. Rudy, only 12 and 13, um, five fouls. Mike Conley, one of seven, three points. Like, you're not going to win games like that. And I think our big three knows that. Your starting backcourt went six of 26. Um, and, and so Donovan's already circling that game. And I think that's a very big big point um, of emphasis, you know, is, is how our guys respond to adversity. But Max, we kind of talked about this a little bit um, because, you know, this week has been a pretty telling week, right? We had the Pelicans loss um, that we just got blown out. That game was never close. Um, And then, you know, this Dallas loss where the first half defense was, was not good. And, you know, there's been a lot of, words said and a lot of um I guess questions about this jazz team but you know one thing I do want to bring up is is we're okay like this this jazz team and and I know that we lost tonight right but against above 500 teams we're at 19 and 13 which I believe is the third best record in the NBA um, no Eastern conference team has a better record than us against above 500. And then Phoenix and Memphis both do, but you know, we're sitting there and I'm like, Hey, we're okay. Right. We're, we're doing what we need to do. And the other thing is when our big three plays, we're fine. We're, we're at 14 and five. Um, with losses coming to Memphis, Golden State, two to Miami, and now one to Dallas. I know for sure that two of those games, the Golden State game and the uh, and the Dallas game, are coming off of back-to-backs. So, you know, it's not something – and the Grizzlies game was they beat us at the buzzer. So, like, we're not losing these games with our big three that we should – you know, against these good teams that we definitely should be winning, right? We're, we're playing good. We're winning about 75% of our games, and I think that's very optimistic. And that's that's a reason for Jazz fans to have hope. Well, and I, I don't really think that we played that bad defensively in the first half. I think it was – I mean, House was all over Doncic. He was hitting those crazy fadeaways. Like, uh, Dinwiddie was hitting everything. Uh, they just had it going. It was one of those nights – uh, that they weren't going to miss and they were they were hitting everything and every time we tried to take a stab at the lead which we did multiple times we didn't let them just run away with it but they were able to respond and hit some really big shots and maybe there that's where the defensive lapses were but I think overall like our defense was really tough our big three just played really terrible and yeah we just we weren't able to, to make the comeback at the right time. We got really close a few times. We were able to get it done. But our defense, I thought, overall, was it was pretty stubborn, and we put in the effort. Um, but, hey, I mean, it is what it is. We lost. The playoff race is that much closer. 
Uh, let's talk about it real quick. So right now the Jazz, I believe, are only half game ahead of the Dallas Mavericks, right? Um, yes. yes. They're half a game ahead of the Dallas Mavericks. They are currently three games behind Memphis and Golden State Warriors for a second, but they're only two games. No, two and a half from Golden State. Uh, two, oh, yeah. It just hasn't updated yet. But we are – what I mean, Denver just won tonight too. I don't know if this is accurate, but in the standings right now, like game and a half now. Only game and a half now, so it's a it's a really tight playoff race. Any of the top, you know, any of the teams two through six could switch spots in the next few weeks. Um, where do you see us landing, Zach? I, I think that I'm still pretty confident the Jazz finished top four, but what what do you think we're gonna see? Because um. Yeah, I mean, I see us landing top four. I honestly see us catching Golden State, getting to that three. Golden State's two and eight in their last um, ten. You know, we're still seven and three in our last ten. Like, people people are panicking, and we're playing really good ball. Like, you're not going to win every single game. Like, I, I get that, you know. But you have some quality, quality wins in this stretch. And – in all, you know, I don't see us – the only matchup I don't really see us at is Golden State in the first round. I think that Golden State is the team that we're not going to play in the first round. But I could see us dropping to six and playing um, – playing – Grizzlies? The Grizzlies, yes, thank you. Um, I could see us – you know, but I, I honestly think – you know, we're going to be three. I think we finished three or four. Um, if, if I'm being honest, I think that that's, that's a pretty good um, spot for us. I think Dallas is playing great ball right now. I don't know. Getting two in their last 10. They're on a five-game win streak. So they're, they're picking up steam for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're coming in. They have. Knicks, they go Knicks, Rockets, Celtics, Nets, Sixers, Hornets, T-Wolves, Rockets, T-Wolves, Jazz, Lakers, Cavs to finish the month. Like, that's not a necessarily easy schedule um, to finish the month. Um, but, you know, they could catch us. They could take the four and, and we're the five. Yeah. It's uh, – it'll be interesting to see what happens because Dallas – Denver and Minnesota, they're all eight and two in their last 10. They're all on, I mean, Denver's only on a two game win streak, but Minnesota and Dallas are both on a five game win streak. Um, Minnesota's about to hit a rough patch and have some tough games coming up. They have Dallas and Phoenix and stuff coming up, but um, it's going to be really interesting. I think that there's some matchups that are better for the Jazz first round. And I th think that there's some that could be pretty ugly. Um, I really think that right now, though, our best case scenario would be against Dallas. Um, if we could somehow nab the two spot and uh, the Timberwolves. Well, if, if we get the second seed and Timberwolves somehow won the first playing game and kept that seventh seed, that would be ideal. But it is so risky because if you end up playing the Clippers with, I don't know, I just don't want to risk it. I think that we should be able to beat the Clippers, but also like, you know, it's just one of those things where like, I feel like they have our number. Uh, yeah. We've struggled against them. The Clippers have been really hot, and who knows if they're going to get Paul George or Quiet Leonard back. It's still so up in the air. So I would really just prefer to play, uh, I think, Dallas in the first round. The Nuggets also are very unpredictable. They might get Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray back. So 
uh, you know, with the Mavericks, you know what you're getting and you can prepare for it. And, you know, we're capable of beating them. They usually don't have an answer for Gobert. So, um, yeah, I mean, Gobert was also hurt. He was questionable for tonight's game. I'm not super worried about the way things played out. I know that we're going to get better and keep improving and, you know, we'll have health going into the postseason. I'm, I'm really confident that we're going to be healthy for the first time in four or five years. Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's the biggest thing. Just stay healthy. But, like, in a night like tonight, you know, Dallas needed 35, 16, and 7 from Luka and 23 from Dinwiddie. That's 58 combined in their backcourt when our backcourt combined 420. So, like, you know, that's not going to happen every game. You're not, you're not going to outscore. Your, Dallas's backcourt isn't going to outscore the Jazz's backcourt by 38. And it's hard to believe that Dinwiddie is going to keep shooting this way. I mean, he's a career 31% three-point shooter. And five of nine. And he's, yeah, he's shooting 41% since he joined the maps. It's just like he's shooting lights out. I, it's, it can't continue. Um, they didn't have uh, Hardaway Jr., who I really like. I think he's a great role player. He hits the shots. But I, I do think the Jazz are a better team. And the only time we really struggle with the Mavs is when Luca's going off or all the role players are hitting their threes. So yeah, I really like that matchup. I, I really hope that we can keep a four or five uh, playoff seating uh, with them and see them in the first round. Uh, I think it's very favorable for us. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that honest, honestly, and, and here's what uh, basketball reference has us at. Um, so playoff probabilities. So this is saying 51% were at the four, 23.7% at the three, and 87 at the two. So, you know, 80, pretty close to 85% that we're, that we're going to be a, a top four, um, you know. And, and for Jazz fans, what you have to realize, right, is we've known it's always been about the playoffs, right? It doesn't matter what we do in this regular season last year was evidence that last year was evidence of that right if we were the number one seed again no one would care they would say oh it's the same utah team until we get past the second round until we make a conference final teams are not going to respect us so don't stress too much because this is going to happen right you're going to lose games but it's and it's it's when you peak correctly and if the jazz can peak come playoffs in April and May, that's when we're going to see just this incredible run, run from the jazz. And, and I think that that's very possible. Right. But I think one of those keys, Max, one for the jazz to peak and for the jazz to really make noise, one of two things has to happen. Number one, either Rudy Gay has to start impacting games, which tonight you know, he was finally hitting shots. I don't remember the last time I saw Rudy Gay hit a three, if we're being honest. He hit he's two. Still tonight. He still missed some really he's still, easy shots. He still missed some easy shots. But, you know, he was scoring tonight, which is big. Eight points. So he either has to make the difference or we legit have to look at EP and say, EP, can EP give us what we need? Because EP hasn't shown me anything all year that says he doesn't deserve to be in this rotation. I agree. I do support us continuing to play Rudy Gay, though, because we brought him in believing that he was going to be a difference maker, especially in the playoffs. And if we can't get him going, 
it's bad news. I would rather have Rudy Gay going in the playoffs after struggling to get him going all season than just going all in on EP. Like, I really like Pascal, but I just don't think that he has as much ability. I mean, maybe he does. Maybe he does. I He's a really great player. He's younger. Rudy Gay is a little bit older. But I think that what Rudy Gay brings to the table is his potential is way above what EP brings to the table. And so I'm all in on, you know, every single rough game that Rudy Gay has put out because I'm really hoping, I'm really banking on that it's going to pay off come the playoffs. If not, though, it's going to be really rough because then we're going to be trying to figure out, okay, EP, Gay, EP, Gay, like what, what's going to work out best? And then we're also trying to do that with Royce and House. There's too much juggling right now. We have only 13 games left. And we have to stop. We have to end the juggling by the end of those 13 games. We have to go to the playoffs with a confident rotation. Not saying we can't adjust and throw out different players, but we need to know who's rolling, who fits, and who's going to make a difference. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it 18? We played six uh, before. Yeah, you're right. I just, I was thinking 13 games left. In, 13 in the month. Yeah, 13 in the month. Yeah, 18 in the, the season. So, but that's going to go by quick. It's going to go by really quick and, uh, you know, there's not much time to, to figure it out. Yeah. Right. We're, we're already about a third of the way through the month of um, it's, it's 18. So we're currently we're sitting um, we're recording this just after the Dallas game. So it's uh, um, 18 games left March 7th um, regular season ends March or April 10th. We're, we have a month left. So, you know, I think it's, it's very big for us to understand, Hey, you know, lock in, but the biggest thing that we need in this next month is health, right? This, this is where the wheels came off last year and where it screwed us because in this stretch last year, both Don and Mike got hurt and never like the whole, I mean, he missed the whole third, last third of the season with his ankle, wasn't it? Yeah. Like it was. Both, both of them were right around this, you know, this time. So, so you have to stay healthy. And if we can, I think we can make a run. Yeah. The Jazz play seven of their 18 games against Western Conference playoff teams. Um, so, you know, we don't want to get hurt, but this is a great time to build momentum, build some chemistry, um, get the ball rolling. I think that if we can – get some good solid wins against these teams that's going to set us up for a really confident start to the playoffs um things get ugly though if we we keep stumbling you know like we we beat the rockets but it was pretty ugly like that's a team that we should be able to blow out um the pelicans team that we should be able to blow out they blew us out granted they have played pretty good since the trade deadline mccollum has been awesome for them ingram's playing awesome and then OKC, I mean, they started coming back and they were out with like eight of their top 15 players. And they, I mean, we still beat them by 13, but they were able to make like a somewhat late run. I get, you know, these are teams that really shouldn't be able to put much pressure on us, but they all did. And one of them beat us pretty handily and in a, a very embarrassing fashion, actually. I think the biggest thing that I've seen from this Jazz team is we get bored. I agree. Right? I think, I think this team hasn't they've never shown true heart right the 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 reasons that we've won in these past couple of years 
The Jazz haven't shown that because they're just like, it doesn't matter, right? At this point, it doesn't matter. Get us to the playoffs. Let us show in the playoffs because no one's going to look at this game and say, okay, the Jazz can't win because of this game, right? It's until the playoffs. And so they're just kind of hobbling their way and, and trying to get there. And then they're going to say, okay, now we're going to turn it on. And I think that we really can. You know, I, I think the difference maker as well for the Jazz is Rudy Gobert. Every time we get to the playoffs, he disappears. Not he, he, he doesn't disappear. His impact gets minimized. We disappear in getting him the ball. We don't feed him as much. Like, on these small ball lineups, we should be lobbing it to him yep. so much. Like, and I'm, it's just not even just the small ball lineups. Like, we got to figure out how to get him the ball. Tonight, he does, you know, he, he flung it up. He, he tries to dribble. And, like, that's not what we need from him. But if we can get him the ball, like, right in the paint where, he, you know, he shoots 70-something percent, dump it to him, let him turn around, try to dunk it. Like, it's going to – they're going to keep fouling him. That's what always happens happens uh i think it was actually i think it was last night's game but jordan clarkson threw a great entry pass to rudy gobert hacked immediately free throws that might have been tonight i'm mixing up the two games but that fine i was like that's what we need to be doing over and over and over like we need to figure out how to pound the ball inside of rudy gobert i don't care how bad his post moves are they will continue to foul him and if we can get them in foul trouble that will help us so much as well. We need to keep the pressure on whoever we're playing by going to Gobert because they know if we don't get the ball to him, our F, our offense just goes out the window. We okay. can't always rely on just the three-point shot. Yeah. So I, I agree. I really, but tonight, tonight we, we didn't, right? No, we didn't. Tonight we didn't really shoot the three until until the end, you know, in desperation. We only shot 31 attempts, and I think that's pretty low for us. Yeah. I think we're normally in the 40s. Yeah, but I'm I'm optimistic. I'm I think the Jazz are gonna finish off the season really strong. We know what Donovan Mitchell is capable of. He, we know he can turn it on. We just need him to be healthy. We need Conley to be healthy. We need Gobert to be healthy. And we also need them to lock in. We need them to be loud. We need them to hold each other accountable, hold their teammates accountable, set the standard. When Donovan Mitchell comes out with that energy and, you know, we saw it when he came back from his concussion, he came out with like just such a standard. He was so excited, so, playing so hard on both ends of the court and rallied the entire team around him. Yep. We need that going into the playoffs. Because and I think, I think that, you know, we're going to see that. We're going to see a different level of intensity, a different level of being locked in from our guys come playoff time. Yeah, I agree. So we got the Trailblazers on Wednesday, the Spurs on Friday, the Kings on Saturday, and we got the Bucks on Monday. Um, you know, three straight games that we should be able to win. The Trailblazers are in play-in contention, kind of. Who knows how badly they want it? I doubt that they want it. I'm pretty sure they're trying to because they just traded away their whole team. The Spurs seem like they might be trying to get in. And the Kings, they definitely want to get in. But these are three games that we should be able to handle pretty easily. The Kings have zero rib protection. Um, Gobert should feast in that game. The Spurs, I think, will be the toughest game for us. Um, but I'm still expecting to win those three. And the Bucks have struggled lately as well. I think that we should – I mean, three and one, worst case scenario. It better be three and one, worst case scenario. Yep. And – you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and I'm going to say it. 
Four and That's that's my buzzer beating hot take. Four and on the week. I think this is a very big week for the Jazz. If you can go four and you're in a very, very, very good spot. Well, losing to the Pelicans and Dallas, like we could have afforded one loss, but those two losses, like that hurts us. We have to make up for it this week. Yep. So four and oh, and you know, and come out and, and show show some resistance, show some resilience. And so, you know, buzzer beating hot take is we're going four and oh this week. Do you remember your buzzer beating hot take from last week? Because I remember mine because I got it right. My buzzer beating hot take was we were gonna have a 23 or like an 18 three-point shots made game. Yes, mine was bogey. Mine was a bogey game. I said bogey was going for 25, baby. He went for 35. He went for 35. So I think this is the first time in just jazz history that we both got. No, we've had a we last year, last year we were spot on. But so this year's been bad. Like weak ones. Like these were two pretty bold ones. Yeah. Yeah, this year we've been really bad. Maybe the first time this year that we've both been right. So take freaking note, people. Um, okay, yeah. So wait, what did you did you give your buzzer being a hot take already? Yeah, four and on the week. Four and My buzzer being a hot take is that Rudy Gobert is going to have a big game against the Kings. I live in Sacramento. I root for Sacramento. I'm also salty at Sacramento for trading away Halliburton. But um, anyways, Rudy Gobert, they have zero rim protection. I think Rudy Gobert, we need to get him a 22-point game. I want to see us pound the paint, get him the ball, let him get hacked, go to the free throw line, get him 22 points, 16 rebounds, three blocks. That's what I'm looking for out of Rudy Gobert. I like it. I, I think, you know, I think we're going to – I think both of these are very achievable, right? These are things that, that can happen. Um, but, yeah, take freaking note, people. Okay, we're jazz fans. We're jazz fans through and through. Be optimistic. Be happy. Smile, because the Jazz, we still we still got a good team, even though they've struggled here and there. Just love them. No bad words. Take note. Shout out to our sponsor, Bonanza. We haven't shouted them out in a while. Also, shout out to uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Juancho Hernan Gomez. We have not talked about them, but they are part of the team now. We're happy to have them. The Take end. freaking note.